This is Ben Rock, director of Alien Raiders, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. A picture's worth a thousand words. Words are worth a thousand words, too. It's Thinking Outside the Long Box. Motherfuckers here for Dalton. <laughs> talking about Dalton, but not Dalton from Roadhouse. Yeah, that was a totally different movie. <laughs> Maybe this Dalton grew up to be that Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Insidious Chapter 1. It's a 2010 supernatural horror film directed by James Wan, written by Lee Wannell, and starring Patrick Wilson, Rose Rose. Byron, I think is how you say her name, and Barbara Hershey. It's the first installment of the Insidious franchise and the third in terms of the series in story chronology. The story centers on a married couple whose boy inexplicably enters a comatose state and becomes a vessel for a variety of demonic entities in an astral plane. Um, So this is the first story. I won't read the second one until we get to the second one. Um, But this is the first one. It was made with one and a half million dollars. That's fucking nuts to me. One and a half million dollars and it grossed $100.1 million in the time that it was out. Like I could potentially so, save that much money. I mean, it uh, take a long time. But. Again, wildly popular movie. Yeah. Um, and Pain don't hurt. One of your favorites, you said, in this franchise. So. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it, gets, it gets the whole thing going. And it's super unique as far as ghost stories go, I yeah. think. I don't think I've ever seen a ghost movie quite like this. Yeah, it's not a it's not your typical because what you would think you would see in something like this is a possession film, an exorcist film. Which um, you kind of get at the very end. You you do a little bit, but this is more like he keeps he keeps coming in and out of it where exorcist exorcist films seem to be one location, one place, one person, people coming in and out of their lives. Yes. Um that is kind of what happens with Dalton, but you get you start to see it more and more with Josh as well as he's starts to remember some things from his childhood even though he can't really remember everything um and so it it feels different like you said i think it's unique um it deals with uh demons though like we've seen in the past i'm sure um but there was a there's the creature that has been he's afraid of the dark um dalton there's a creature he thinks in his home and it eventually puts him into a coma and they learn that he's in what they call the further at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they learn that later, but they go through doctors, they go through a few things before the mom decides to call Elise. Uh, she calls a priest first. She does call a priest, actually. I think we were just talking about that in the last mo- in the last movies. She? Uh, I'm pretty sure she does call a priest. He comes in and she's talking to a priest. You're right, she does. <laughs> I totally forgot that, because... It- that's the stupid tropey part of the movie where he's like, "Come on, bitch, call the priest." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I call. There's a fucking terrorizer in our house, <laughs> fucking hiding behind. Why do ghosts always do the creepiest shit too? It's like they're always like hiding behind like a curtain, looking at you, <laughs> like popping out of a cabinet. Like I feel like just because you're dead, would you like would you change that? Look? Like I feel like if I'm a ghost and like. I decide to hunt you, and you come home like I'm just chilling on the couch. 
what? So you see Someone. that <laughs> you see that a little bit in Smile, if, uh, if you remember that movie. Like she, the the demon that possesses his, uh, I think it's his girlfriend. Um, she's just sitting on the couch, with, or, or, and the therapist I think is just sitting on the couch um, before she attacks. But you're, you're, I don't know why ghosts or demons hide. Uh, who knows? Is it more scary? Pop, they're always popping out of shit. Is it scarier that way? Not for not for the viewer, but as the as the person, is it would is it scarier when you see something kind of creeping out of your closet rather than just standing in your bed? I guess. Like, <laughs> I just feel like I wouldn't have the energy for that as a ghost. You have no energy, bro. You're a ghost. Exactly. It's like I have traversed the afterlife. <laughs> We're here for taquitos. <laughs> you can't eat. No, but I can smell them. <laughs> that would be terrible. I'd rather not be able to smell them then. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Um, but this is the first in a string of five movies, um, and again, wildly popular. It, it made a what is that a thousand times what it was made for? Uh, a hundred times, a hundred times. I don't know how to math. Um, and it, I mean, it's done nothing but make movies that I think have been received really, really well throughout. Um, See if this tells me what what the response was at the timing of this report recording. It holds a sixty six percent, which I assume is criti- a critic score, which seems really low to me. Uh, yeah. So, like, like I said, it's a fairly unique movie. I don't know, it's fucking haters, <laughs> fucking haters. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it two and a half stars, and he wrote that it depends on characters, atmosphere, sneaky happenings, and mounting dread. This one is not terrifically good, but moviegoers will get what they're expecting. I don't know what that means. If I get what I'm expecting, then it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're not critics. <laughs> we just like to talk about shit. Yeah, we don't We don't get the insider, like, lingo. This movie does exactly what you expect a movie to do of its caliber. I'm saying that. I think it failed. <laughs> <laughs> One star. <laughs> yeah. I, I, again, uh, never having watched any Insidious movies, the you you might say like the first part of this movie is a little slow because you don't. You, they really are trying to deal with uh, how do we find the right person to help our son. Right, you get a little bit of weird yeah. demonic happenings at the beginning before the son is possessed, but then it's a little slow there for a little bit. But you get the same type of feeling when you watch things like The Exorcist or when you watch Poltergeist you know what I mean yeah. it, there's always slow mo because it's it, it you can't I don't think you can have this kind of movie and just be scared throughout the whole movie you just have demons everywhere and shit's going crazy it might work but I feel like this was going for more of an old school type of slow creepy burn yeah no I think it did it I mean like I don't know I think it did a great job everywhere personally like like you said there's like a little bit of slowness to it but there wasn't at any point to where i was like this is making me like not like this movie right or this is making me not want to watch this and then yeah it felt like the build-up was pretty good like it made a lot of sense turns out the mom's been lying to her family for their whole lives <laughs> it's pretty normal in these movies <laughs> um is she lying or is she doing what she needs to do to make sure nobody remembers I mean that's still lying. <laughs> Do you think is it lying if it's if it's best for your family? I guess lying is just an act. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying like it was like not good that she did it. It seems like uh, that that was the right thing to do. Right. 
It's just she, yeah. The mom's always lying. <laughs> so the the grandma of the son, of the kid, yeah, ha, has been holding back the fact that she has used a lease in the past, and that's how we get introduced to this character. They finally call Elise and her team to come help them with this child. Um, I will say before we get there, the, the the mom is seeing and feeling crazy demons throughout her old house as well. Yeah. So they move to a new house. Ghost. And then she seems she sees the, the same shit in the new house. But they do the poltergeist the poltergeisty kind of thing where she'll go out of a room, come back into it, and like chairs are moved or cabinets are opened or something. And I thought that was kind of funny and creepy all at the same time. Uh, but I thought that was a cool little thing to mention. Um, That's crazy. I guess we can't talk about that until the second movie. There's crazy shit about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so they moved to a new house hoping that this thing is just haunting the house, only to find out that it's actually haunting them. Um, and so they are uh, they're in a position where they, they tell the mom, and again, the mom calls Elise because she's used her in the past, and they don't know that, and Elise comes in, and I feel like this is the first time the, the, that Elise uses that mask, and then he starts drawing what she's saying. I think you're correct. So I thought it was in the other movie, but I think you are right. Um, she explains to them that their child is stuck in what they call the further, where a demon has possessed him and is trying to take over his life, his body, essentially. The demon is trying to come forward as opposed to just uh, just scaring people and kind of being in that, whatever that plane is. He's trying to actually take a physical body. Yeah. Um, and that's this child for whatever reason at this yeah. point. Um, the, yeah, the red-faced, like, creepy-ass demon. Yes. Dude, that thing is creepy. <laughs> as far as, like, just a... Well, first of all, it's always popping out going... <laughs> but, like, that fucking violin music that they got going on. That's, like, super creeptastic. But it's just a creepy-ass, like, image. It's, like, all blacked out, like, fucking demon thing with, like... You know, it got, like, the hand of Sauron on its face in red. <laughs> it's fucking here to take your boy. I don't know. It just kind of creeped me out a little bit. But... Yeah, like I don't. I think it's a cool way to introduce a ghost world with like this whole. Uh, what do they call it? The way that they sleep, they try their travelers. The astral projection. Yeah, that's what made this film feel different than other like haunting movies. Right. It's like uh, it's like they're asking for it. <laughs> that's how the ghosts see it. <laughs> they keep coming in here. <laughs> It's like that argument, like the girl's wearing sexy clothes, was she asking for it? If the kid was astral projecting, was he asking for it? <laughs> oh, jeez. The ghosts are like, eh, you know, flaunting his little booty around here. Oh, man. Take it okay. Um, <laughs> so in the middle of all this, when they feel like there's no other choice, the, the grandma and the lease have to break it to Josh and tell him, you were visited by some crazy fucking spirit as well when you were younger. They show him the pictures. They make him remember because they think that he needs to astral project in order to help free his son from the further. Turns out he did. Um, yes. And like you said, the the, the photos of, of Josh being... Uh, haunted by this bride fucking demon are, are pretty creepy. I don't know what I would do. That's like the creepiest thing I think in the whole fucking movie. <laughs> I, as a as a dad, I don't know what I would do if if that was happening to me. 
Like I, I, they somehow they they never explained it, of course, but somehow yeah, they erase his memory and they suppress all of his memories of this. Um, and obviously, it never fully goes away. There's always some kind of lingering weird feeling. Like he hates getting his picture taken, uh, and he doesn't understand why. He just doesn't like his getting his picture taken. Um, it turns but- out because there's a fucking hooker ghost. <laughs> It's like trying to fucking possess his ass. Like, God, dude, that thing is is a fucked up concept. It's not the first time I've heard that. There's this podcast, we've talked about it in the past, called The Black Tapes. And there's like actually a similar um, episode in The Black Tapes that talks about this exact same thing. Right. Like a demon that's just like haunt. You can see it in all the photos. But like, ah, oh, it's fucked up. Because you know it's there still, even if the photo's not going on. Right, right, right. Or what if it can only get to you in, like, photos? It's like, it's, like, it's like a disco ball. It's like, snap another one, you son of a bitch. So close. It's it's crazy, because there's... There, you're, you, this family's got to be marked. This family somehow has to be hated. Like, because it's not just that demon. It, it's the demon that's trying to possess the son. It's the demon that's trying to possess possess the dad. Like, it's the demon that has possessed Elisa's dad and her mom. And, like, there's so many. This group of people is hated by the demon community for some reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, it's not a... Well, I, I don't think it's hated. I think it's just, like, they're project. You know, they're traveling. They they seem to be some. They seem to be a special family, a special group of people. Is what it feels like. They have like. a gift, yeah, for sure. But you know, it's just like going to the bad parts of Mexico. You know, <laughs> what the fuck? I've like, been to the bad parts of Mexico. <laughs> like if you went to the bad part of Mexico and got mugged, and then your kid did went and also got mugged, it wouldn't be like because you're special. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, like, your dumbass, your dumbass family should stay out of the bad parts of Mexico. But unfortunately, they can't, uh, like, turn it off. Yeah, correct. It's not, like, up to them. Even, even, in the, e- even in the suppressive memory state, like I said, they still feel something pulling at them. So, but, so once the dad finds, once Josh finds out he's, that's what he is, he's got a gift, then he has to astral project into the further in order to save his son. He finds a few weird fucking ghosts as he's in there, um, but he, he is able to free his son after a little bit of a, a weird fight uh, in the lair of the, the red-faced demon. Um, and the son runs out. Um, without Josh, Dalton runs out without Josh, uh, and Josh encounters the demon that he's been hiding from his whole life as well. This bride demon girl, um, and it seems like at that point, and a lot of other ghosts too that are just like yeah, weird family ghost. Like they're all fucked up. <laughs> None of those ghosts were cool. Um, but he he faces the demon lady in a mirror. And he like screams at her and says, you know, is like, don't know, blah blah blah. And she, it seems like she kind of retreats, yeah. and then he's able to escape. So that's the end of that film, pretty much. Is the dad goes and saves the son. Son comes out of coma. That is not the end of that film. Well, no, no, we're getting there. That's the, that is towards. That's the, we're at the we're at the end of the oh, film. Oh yes, though. we've we've come to the end. <laughs> the last several minutes of the film and. Uh, Elisa's on a chair after they've all they all think it's over. Everybody's awake and they're all yay excited. Yeah. And um, she seems she I, I don't know if she feels something or she just sees something in Josh. She thinks that he's different. Yeah. And she snaps a photo of him. You don't see the photo yet, and then he strangles her to death. Yes. Um, 
Because once she, she snaps the photo, it is the not him anymore. Correct. It's that fucking bride that had been hunting him his whole life. Yes. And she don't take kindly to photos. <laughs> so she gets all up in Elise's grill. <laughs> and she strangles the shit out of her. Yep. Puts the old uh, the old ten finger hug around the <laughs> neck. Which is for it's 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 cool because the in in the previous movies and the prequels and stuff, you see her messing with her neck a lot. You see her. Yeah. She even says that the that demon is trying to ch- choke her to death uh, in previous films. And so it, once you get to the prequels, so again, a nice little tie in to what actually happened. She's always wearing scarves and shit. So I just thought that was an interesting little tie in. That's the demon that uh, told her it was going to kill her. Right. And, and they killed her. It's a demon of its word. <laughs> or a ghost of its word. So at the end of this movie, Elise dies. The mom comes in and finds that she's dead and Josh isn't in the room anymore. She looks at the picture and she sees the fucking crazy demon bridezilla lady. And Josh is like, oh, hey, honey, and grabs her on the back. And that's where this movie ends. Yes. So obviously you knew there was going to be a sequel to that movie. Yes, but don't worry, Elise. Does not go away. <laughs> not even a little. <laughs> Insidious Chapter 2 is a 2013 American supernatural horror film directed by James Wan once again. The film is a sequel to the 2010 film Insidious and the second installment in the Insidious franchise. It's the fourth in terms of the series in-story chronology. It stars Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, reprising their roles as Josh and Renee Lambert, a husband and wife who seek to uncover the secret that has left them dangerously connected to the spirit world. The film was released September 13th, 2013. Two prequels, Chapter 3 and Last Key, were released in 2015 and 2018, respectively, with a direct sequel to Chapter 2, The Red Door, released in 20. 23 which we'll talk about next this was made with five million dollars so four more million dollars than the last is this one. the biggest budget no 10 million no, was 10 the million was the, was the biggest budget so far uh and it grossed 161.9 million so these Damn, movies dude. have done really 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 well fucking insidious out there bankrolling <laughs> so this movie essentially starts exactly where the last one Landed like exactly, uh, right. yeah, and so it, it, it's essentially Renee struggling with the fact that she thinks that in her mind she thinks Josh murdered Elise, which but makes there's, sense. Josh is obviously defending himself and saying he doesn't know what happened. Yeah. Um, he's interrogated by police and such. So, um, what's weird is that the police later say that the hands didn't match up too. Which may be because she fucking possessed his fingers, bro. Maybe they're a little bit longer. Who knows? <laughs> what do you think about the second chapter? Uh, the second one, I think, is still good. Like, the second one has the cool... The coolest part about the second one, I think, is that you find out a lot of the haunting shit that was scaring her in the first movie was actually Josh somehow going back in time right. and doing shit to get her attention. That Which is her- what you see at the end of this movie. Yeah, but it gave her the willies. <laughs> so she freaked the fuck out. But that was I thought that was like a really interesting like that there's like weird like time loops in this movie like the further evidently you can go forward and backwards in time. Right. You can get stuck there, demon brides take over your body. <laughs> we get more of the dude who like reads the ghosts with his little like uh dice or his little Oh yeah yeah yeah. I forget what his things are called. I think they are dice. Those things are creepy, but they're they're dice with letters on them. Yeah, because they're he's a he's like one of those ladies who throws chicken bones and tells yeah. you what the chicken bones say. <laughs> Except his actually have letters on them. <laughs> Make a lot more sense. 
so the obviously the demon is not done with this family. No, nope. um, <laughs> it is not. <laughs> um, Specs and Tucker show uh, Renee uh, or Lorraine uh, a tape from when Josh was younger, and they, that's when they realize that the older Josh has been somehow tied into the younger Josh's life, um, which is what you were talking about earlier. How older Josh has pro- astral projected himself back in time. Um, and so weird shit happens and they need the older Josh to go live this part and actually go do the things that he was doing when he was younger in order to achieve the demon dying in his older state. (laughs) It's just super confusing. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Is that what happened? So they first like, yeah, they're. Basically, she has the willies for the whole movie because she thinks the husband's possessed. Right. And he is. Right. So, if you think your husband's possessed, stick with that. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to figure out how she figures that out. Oh, because he's letting her know that because he's the one that's... He's trying to drop her a message, but she's just creeped out by it. But he's trying to let her know that that's not him. Right. That's right. That's how that makes sense. And then finally, once, you know, they figure it out, the ghost facers and the other guy attempt to go back. Yeah, they attempt to go fucking put him to sleep so they can exercise the demons. Right. But all goes wrong. They both, everybody else gets knocked unconscious. <laughs> they think the, the chicken bone guy's dead. Yeah, I think he did die. They just sent him back. Which Elise, uh, he's not dead. He's he's got a, a small pulse. So that's what happens. Elise says that he wasn't. She told him earlier, "You don't you don't belong here. What are you doing here?" And she says, "Like he's still got a faint pulse or something like that." And so they send him uh, back because he's not dead. I thought he died. He just came back. Like it wasn't his time. No. Yeah, but I mean, overall, I still like this movie quite a bit. I think it had a lot going for it. Um, now that we're talking about it, I remember some of the cooler shit about it that I kind of forgot. But yeah, I mean, this is like basically just the first movie longer. So it's it just kind of feels like a Bart Dukes, which I guess it is. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? Like how there's like part twos of movies, and then there's movies where like it's just like fucking immediately after the movie. Right. Like that's how this is. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but... <laughs> If you watched them both together and cut out the introductions, it wouldn't, like, you wouldn't feel weird about right, it. Right, 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 right. Like, it would just feel like a movie. <laughs> um, yeah. How, what do you think about so it? So they have to, I, I think, I, th- this one's this one's so much different than the first one um, because there's so much going on. You know, there, uh, as time is going on, Renee is watching her husband deteriorate. That's how she finds out. That's how she's leaning towards the fact that he's possessed. And Dalton is telling her, hey, he's fucking talking to people in the hallways and shit. Like, this is really weird. Yeah, he definitely doesn't hide it well. Yeah. And so he, and and the son is also seeing somebody in a white dress talk to her, to his dad as well. And so they. Also, though, real quick, I thought. The only part that I thought was super weird about this is it seemed like the lady that was always haunting him possessed him, but actually it turns out it was her son. But when she takes the photo, it is her. Correct. So that part I don't understand. <laughs> She's jumping from body to body. She's a demon whore. Gang banging. <laughs> the, the, the cool part, like I said, there's so much going on, but the cool part is that the – so you've got the – 
what I, what I like about this one is, like I said, there's a lot going on. So you got a lot of stuff going on in the real world. Specs and Tucker are trying to subdue Josh. They're yes. trying to, they're trying to drug him essentially to go to sleep. Um, to make it easier for Carl, who is the chicken bone guy, and Dalton to go back in and save their dad. Um, so there's a lot of battling and a lot of fighting and fucking throwing in this one. He does kind of a here's Johnny kind of thing when he's breaking down the basement doors and shit, and when they finally drug him. Um, it's cool. Uh, That plus the fact that we learn uh, that Josh can astral project in time. Um, plus we get more demon layer. We get more fucking demons. This one, this one is cool because it kind of swung the door open onto the demon world and what's actually, it gives you a little bit more of that side. Um, and you learn a little bit more about the astral projection. And so where the first one was obviously the very first of, and who knew how popular that was going to be? You can't just throw a shit ton at the audience while you're doing it. I feel like this one had the leeway to do that more. And so you got to learn a lot more about the world. And I, and I enjoyed that a lot. It is definitely more, uh, shit's fucked up. Like right off, right. You know, right off the bat. Right. We got, we got baddies being bad, trying to take over the world. But again, I like how, I mean, basically, this has the exact same plot as the first one, except yeah. the kid goes and astral projects to get the dad. <laughs> and uh, at the end, they decide to brainwash him again. <laughs> the, the the other cool thing you learn is that the, the demon who is trying to possess them, again, was abused by his own mom. It's a, it's a, it's well, a the dude. Ghost. The, uh, yeah, yeah, the ghost. The yeah, you're right. Was, not the demon, not the red faced demon. The, the demon ghost. that was trying to get Dalton is, I don't know if he's really in the second movie. That much. No. Um, but yeah, so this is the ghost. The ghost in the white gown. Yeah. So the, you learn more about the ghost that has been trying to get Josh to kill his family. The That he is a male and that he, his mom, I'm assuming from the 20s or 30s, I don't know how old, how far that goes back. But the, the ghost's mom was abusing the child. Uh, and making him say that he was a female and dressing him up in in little dresses and I can't remember what name she made him say that his name was but like I, I I'm it sounds like a lot of this happens from an abusive place it was which abusive makes as sense. shit yeah it was hella abusive yeah don't do that to your kids don't do anything abusive to your kids if you can avoid it yeah. <laughs> I feel like you got to give him the backhand every once in a while, but beyond that. But that's why we get this shitty ghost is because it's been abused this whole life. Um, but yeah, like and then like you said, the the same plot as the first one, but this time son and Carl go to save dad. And essentially after that, everybody comes out once once again. Yep. And again, they give him the old timey style, yeah. you're getting sleepy, and they suppress all their memories again. <laughs> I I don't know. I for me like this this one was still really good. I don't, you know, it's hard to pick favorites in this one. Uh it it, I, it would be more of an aesthetic thing to me like what demon I thought was cooler or something cuz the plots are very similar to each other even in the last one. Um they're just it, it, it's it's just what makes me feel more creeped out. And what storyline I guess I like more. But I I still dug the second one. I don't think it it dramatically went different from the like you said this is kind of lord of the ringsy where you don't need credits in the middle or anything you smash the two together and you've got one giant movie yep so that's pretty much i mean that's how i feel like it, is. it plays <laughs> out i don't know about you 
Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they happen immediately right after each other. There's no, this might happen in the span of like a week or a few days, you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't, but I'm just saying like you can get that feeling where it's a very short amount of time that these two movies happen in. For sure. I definitely think the first one was a little creepier, in my opinion. Um, even though there's like more ghosty shit in this one. I just feel like that fucking, like the jump scares and the fucking red-eyed thing is like a creepier thing than this thing. Um, even though this thing murked Elise. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm still up there. I still like it quite yeah. a bit. Like. I don't know how you – you said you liked all the movies, so. I do. I, I did like all of the movies for sure. It's a, it's a good – like I said, I, I and I'm going to talk more about it in the next episode as we talk about the final film in the series. Um, but this – they did it in such a way that it doesn't get stale to me, and and I like that. And that's what makes these movies great is that they, they're slowly building a universe without saying this is an insidious universe. You know what I mean? Um, and again, I'll talk more about that in the next film, but – um, at the end of this movie, Elise has died. Obviously, she's helped the she's helped save the day. Um, well, but I mean, she she yeah, she died in the first movie, but she's she's dead in this one, but has still helped them throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um, at the end of this movie, Specs and Tucker are still doing what they're we you know the tr- the trio was doing. Yeah, she's um, like leading them as a ghost. And she, yeah, exactly. And so the don't go away. <laughs> they they come up to a family um who are experiencing bad things. As they open the door, the daughter is able to see Elise walk past and she's still there helping. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Although no rest for Elise, I guess. <laughs> so I, I like I said, I think we both give these both of these films a thumbs up as well. Um, go check it out. They came out a while ago. This one came out in thirteen. I think the other one came out in two thousand ten. They hold up too, because like I I've, think they do. I've bought them all um, at different times, but I think I've seen them all besides the Red Door multiple times before right. we watched it for this, and then I watched them all again this last week, and like they're still fun to like they're still good to watch. They're still. They hold up really well, I think. They definitely do. So go check it out. Um, TOTLB.com. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Go check us out. Um, Until next time, I've been Juan. I've been Doyle. And we will catch you guys later. I'm still Doyle. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with your hosts, Doyle and Juan. To catch all the latest from us, visit our website at TOTLB.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Outside Long Box, TikTok at TOTLB Podcast, and Thinking Outside the Long Box on Facebook and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, post about it on social media, leave a rating and review, and consider a Patreon membership. Thanks for listening.